Spider-Man. Fucking Spider-Man. Right. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Hello. In this episode, we are reviewing the highly anticipated, I think that's an understatement, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. The new Spider-Man movie starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Jacob Batalon. Jacob Batalon, uh, Marissa Tomei. Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong. And also... Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. And Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Oh, and Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx. Those are the confirmed people that we've just talked about. We've just mentioned there. There are rumours about a lot of other people being in this movie. We will not discuss those until after the spoilers. Um, because some of those rumours may have been true. Some of them may have been just rumours. Um, but we're going to talk. We're going to try our best to talk about this movie <laughs> in as non-spoiler fashion as possible. Just for, hell. for the benefit of the, those listening now... We've kind of gone back to our old school model of the Omcast, which is we used to do these where we would literally walk out of the cinema yeah. and then come record. Um, for whatever reason, we've stopped doing that now. Uh, we've mainly us, because of COVID. Mainly because of COVID, but now it's a case of... And it's good, I think, because it means we've got time to sort of process our thoughts on things and then usually record, like, say, the day after or whatever. However, on this occasion, <laughs> we've ended up... Pretty much, we, we got out of the cinema maybe an hour ago. Yeah. Um, something like that. And so it's all very fresh, very Less raw. 50 minutes. Something like that, yeah. So we are we are very fresh out of the cinema. Um, we are aware as well that obviously um, this movie has come out in the UK a couple of days early, earlier than it has in the US. So it's quite, you know, is it a very in terms of worldwide, it's quite a limited amount of people who've probably seen this in the last 24 hours. Um but we need to talk about it. Yes. Because it's finally here. It's been like pushed back many times and they've been and you know, teasing it all the way through with various different trailers, and it's finally here. This is the third um solo Spider Man movie starring Tom Holland. And it's the ninth Spider Man film. Um yes. If you count yeah, so if you count um Into the Spider Verse yeah. as a movie, that means there have now in total been nine um, yeah. theatrically released Spider-Man movies yeah or very different levels of quality and if you've seen our feed over recent uh, recently we've yeah. pushed up back all our old Spider-Man reviews because we have talked about this whole franchise extensively yeah. we've talked about the Tobey <laughs> Maguire movies we've talked about the Andrew Garfield movies we have um, reviewed the previous movies in the Tom Holland series uh, we also did a review of Into the Spider-Verse when that came out back in 2018. Yeah. Um, so it's fair to say we talked a fair amount about Spider-Man up to this point. So if you want to know our thoughts on those, you know, on the franchise at, up to this point, then go back. Um, and that may be, you know, particularly relevant because what this feels like, this movie is very much a culmination of all of Spider-Man stuff. Um, and we know that, that there are they're using this concept of the multiverse and pulling in things from old movies yeah. like so we know that we've got uh, Dr. Otto Octavius played by Alfred Molina yeah. who last played the role in 2004 in Spider-Man 2 yeah um, so they're using things like that and they're cashing in on that nostalgia of previous movies yeah um, and using it in a way that fits the narrative of what they're trying to do at the moment in yeah. Marvel because they are doing lots of stuff with the multiverse. That's basically what all of Loki was all about. All of Loki, it's what One Division set up. One Division set it up. Lo- uh, they Dr- teased it in uh Far From Home. Yeah. 
when Mysterio, yeah, exactly. Mysterio about said it. I was I was from a different universe. Yeah, so it's it's been on the cards for a while, and mm. this is like the first big movie where it's a massive plot point. Um, there's no. It's interesting going back to our old episodes because when we got out at the end of um, No Way, uh, Far From Home, which was the yeah. last Tom Holland movie, there's the big obviously cliffhanger that they pick up from here is that yeah. Mysterio reveals um, Spider Man's identity to the world. He tells everybody yeah. that Tom, that um, Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yeah. And this movie picks up immediately after that. It's literally the same scene. Yeah. Continues on. And you see what happens, which is never... So never you, re- you re-listened to that episode? Yeah, I re-listened to it, yeah. And listened to the back end of it. Yeah. And no point did either of us mention anything about multiverse. No. No, it was all about... Because that movie as well, one of the big things they were pushing at that point was the scrolls. Yes. So we had a big... One of the post credit scenes was the fact that the Nick Fury in that movie was actually a scroll the whole time. Yeah. Um, and also earlier that year, we'd had the Captain Marvel movie come out, which had yeah. all the scrolls. So we were all of the opinion Expecting that... Expecting Secret Invasion. Well, that's it then. They, they, whatever the whole identity reveal of Peter Parker is going to be solved with scrolls, which are these aliens who can shapeshift and make themselves yeah, yeah. look like anybody. Absolutely nothing to do with this new no. movie. And there's no way we could have anticipated it two years ago, what this has ended no. up being. Oh, fuck no. Um, like, the, 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 the change... Yeah. That's gone from that to now. But just it's crazy to think like how well Marvel have done in terms of priming us for this. Because we've had um not only we've had Loki, we've had um What If, yeah. we've had all this stuff leading up to it, so that when this movie comes out, we are as Marvel. And fans, there's a we're reference to it. what if. The, yeah. the, I mean this film is full. Oh, it's packed. Full it, of Easter eggs. Like, oh, yeah. Not only is the film itself pu- like packed full of plot. And all sorts of stuff going on, but from a from an Easter egg perspective, it's just wild. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. It's just the the amount of stuff, and I can feel that it's perfect for the people like you and me who know all this stuff inside out. I can see how it can be really like alienating for anyone who doesn't have that kind of knowledge yeah. and doesn't. I know-, know that I wouldn't be able to take my girlfriend to this no, one. No, no, and for her not. to have. A proper comprehension of what's going on. And I think on. the only reason that it works as well as it does is because it has all that pre-story built in. Yeah. Because what you end up with is a lot of these characters, particularly the villain characters who we know are good, you know coming back. Um, we get the classic villains like you get Doctor um, uh, Doctor Octopus, you get um, Electro, you get uh, Lizard Green, Sandman, Green but they're all um, played by the character, the actors who played them in the previous movies. Yeah. And because of that, you've got all their backstories kind of built in. Yeah. So you can assume that you don't have to spend as much time like doing their back their, their origin stories yeah. and all that because it's already happened. Yeah. Fine for us, not for people who've never seen them before or don't. There remember. are like like a few lines. Yeah. There, there's there's a scene when they discuss it and they're like, right, this person's this guy, this person's this guy. Who are you? Oh, I'm this. This happened and this and this yeah. and blah 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 blah. So there are there are lines within it that address certain things but it is i think this is one of the ones where it's i started talking to my girlfriend about it last night and and she because she was she's obviously she's been really worried that i was nervous about it and i didn't know what was happening (laughs) and we had a conversation she was like i just really hope you like it like i just really hope you enjoy it i really hope you have a good time and i was starting to say to her i was like i'm getting a bit nervous because these things are starting to get a bit episodic yeah like 
not so like Shang Chi, not so much, but like Black Widow yeah. felt like an episode, yeah, like a feature length episode of the Marvel, yeah, the the biggest TV series in the world, yeah. Now, I didn't get that with this. No, this was pure pure cinema spectacle. Yeah. And everything that happens within this is at a cinematic scale and is in such a larger scale mm. than would be expected from anything else. True. I think there are some limitations in it and there are some things I wish they'd done differently mm. um, in terms of the, the, the cinematic feel of it. I mean, I think there's a lot of it where particularly it's just, it's just there are certain scenes where I just wish they were set during the day. Yeah. There are loads of stuff where it's, it's at nighttime and that's usually something that they do to mask bad CGI. Or you know less than yeah. perfect CGI. The, the exception to that, there is one sequence where it's Peter and Doctor Strange like chasing each other, and that looks spectacular. But I, like, I wish there was more of that mm. because when you can see it and you can see everything that's going on, it's fucking unreal. Yeah. But then it, there are certain there's a couple of like key fight scenes that take place in the dark. Yeah. And I just wish they lightened them up just to sort of jammy. You know um, yeah. And I think again, like that's. The limitation of certain cinema screens is going to have an effect on how much people That is can true. See. I, do, I do feel like the screen that we were in wasn't necessarily the best. Yeah. So that's, that's part of why I'm wanting to go and see it at the IMAX when I get a yeah. chance. And it also does make me worry a bit when it comes out in like home video, that I, it's not something you can watch on like a Saturday afternoon. I see. I think, if anything, it would be better. Yeah. It would be better than what we saw. I think it, cause the, the sharpness of like. And particularly, well, yeah, I suppose it would be a lot sharper. But... And particularly the things like, you know, now they're putting the IMAX enhanced the versions. 4K versions. Yeah, well, and you yeah. watch it in 4K in like there's no like yeah. projection or image transfer or the screen itself hasn't been, hasn't played a thousand movies and it's just each pixels. Yeah, I think yeah. like the way that the TVs are these days, it would yeah. look great on TV. Um, but anyway. <laughs> we've gone off on a complete so, tangent but this is, but, there's so little that we can talk about before because we don't want to spoil it you need to get into spoilers at some point but the main yeah so the, I guess the main thing is obviously you talked about how you were nervous going in but they fucking nailed it yeah yeah I know you like, like I'm, you're the, more of a linchpin for this for me because you've got a lot of investment in Spider-Man yeah Um, and so, so f- your opinion I yeah. fucking loved it yeah I absolutely fucking loved it um uh yeah i mean there's 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 so much that i could say and so little that i could say but i i fucking loved every minute of it there yeah. there are like there are stories in the comics that work with this functionally and just nail it perfectly in the same way that this did yeah this fully understood spider-man yeah this fully understood like the spider family of everyone around him like his family mm. uh like ned mj etc but it also establishes it firmly within the MCU. Yeah. And it still has those like wider, like the Stark effect I'm going to sort of start to referring as because everything like comes from that. Yeah. So there's always going to be like a lingering Stark effect for however long. A little bit, but I, I, I really appreciated actually that this one for me, it felt the most Spider-Man movie of yeah. the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie yeah. so far because I feel they he's been living in Tony Stark's shadow yeah. in both Homecoming and well le- less so in Homecoming but definitely in Far From Home that was very much so, a so I think Home well, I, th- I don't know like you say Homecoming he's literally I know he's literally in it, in it telling in him it. off and he's but I think, t- taking the suit away from him he's being his dad and he's being I think it's because it, like um, Homecoming is literally it's set in Queens and it's all very basically yeah. you know what I mean because of that 
Whereas he goes out and then it's the threat comes because Mysterio ends up being someone who's got a personal beef with Tony. Yeah. And then and the um the drones are Stark, Stark text. Everything's and... Stark in that movie. Yeah. All the threat, everything about it is Stark, Stark, Stark. And it's about he gave him the glasses and then Peter doesn't think he needs the glasses and what it's all about Tony and his yeah. legacy in that movie. This one, he do, I don't think they even say the name Tony Stark at any point during this. They do. Do they? Yeah, there's a few things like we'll talk about spoilers, but um, but like it's better. There is like a there is like a funnel yeah. effect for me of like the so there's like like homecoming specifically is like the widest end of the funnel. Like Iron Man is in it. Yeah, Iron Man has to swoop in and save Spider Man. Yeah, from fucking things up, and then he comes back at the end and he's able to do it himself with his own tech, doing his own thing on a lo-fi level and be able to crack on. And then two is a little bit further in that funnel. Like Tony's gone, yeah, but there's still the Stark effect. So like it's Pete, kind of cleaning up Tony's yeah. mess, yeah. And there's this one where there's a very small part, yeah, of the, like the Stark effect left in this, and that's enough. And that's perfect for me because I was always like frustrated. I'm like, it's not. It's a Spider-Man movie. And like the the DVD cover and like the the Blu-ray cover is like Spider-Man swinging and then with Iron, Iron Man, Man behind him. him. Yeah, it's the, you know? it's and the, then Iron Man's in the trailer. Yeah, it's the then, Iron Man Junior. Yeah, accusation which gets leveled at him a lot. And I feel like yeah, if if anyone if there was a a final sort of test they had to go through to get to the other out of the side of that, this is it. Yeah, and he exactly. fucking nails it. Um, yeah, and I think what happens in this is is brilliant because using the like looking back at the Spider-Man law and understanding how things can go from here mm. and right. So we've, we can see that over there and we can see that over there and we can do this and we can do that. We've got this big group of villains and they're having a big fight and they're doing the thing. That's great. Yeah. But so much of Spider-Man is less about punching the villain is more about his, the duality of Spider-Man. There's so much of it. Yeah. that is that, and it's never been a thing. And it's one of the main things I've always had a problem with, as you probably would have heard on the previous recording, is that mm. too often they spend so much time taking his mask off and showing people. Yeah. And being like, no, I am Spider-Man. Yeah. And then in, you know, like Homecoming, Ned, Victor Toomes, and, or is he, is he Victor Toomes in that? He's just Adrian. Vic, isn't he? Or Adrian, sorry. Yeah. Um, like... Yeah, so May like Vulture, May yeah. finds out, Ned finds out. Yeah. And then in Homecoming, MJ finds out. Yeah. And Far like, from home, you mean that one? Yeah. Uh, and then, like, so many people know who he is. He's like, yeah. hi, I'm but Peter the, Parker. I love that that becomes a plot point in this, though, because the, I think, so again, what we. What we know, just from, if you've just seen the trailer, is that the idea is that they try and cast a spell to stop everyone from knowing. Because you, you get. And I appreciate that they spend quite a bit of time at the beginning of the movie showing the consequences yeah. of everyone knowing and like there was the real world consequences of that and this is a really tiny mild, mild, minor spoiler but it's the incisive incident really whereby like because they know him because they're associated with him MJ and Ned yeah, their, their, their lives start getting fucked up and yeah. so it's like they can't get into college which is a and it, like yeah. the fact that they are all going to college it's like well of course they've been in, we've seen they're in seniors in high school we knew they were going to it's be going to college it's been four years it all makes perfect sense that that's exactly the moment in their lives when this would be happening. And then not only that, the media's all over them. Everyone knows their names. There's yeah. you know, T-shirts. And 
And it's like, oh shit. And then now they've got this reputational issue where it's like, it's not just Peter's life that's fucking up. It's everyone who does know. Yeah. And it's like, they've spent a decent amount of time at the beginning of the movie showing that. And it's like, I appreciate they did that before everything got too crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the, the 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 next sort of inciting incident then is this spell that he tries to cast, where it's like everyone who knows Peter Parker is Spider Man will, will forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yeah. And the way they explain it is that right, well now we fucked up the spell, and now anybody out there in the multiverse who knew that Peter Parker is Spider Man is going to start coming through. Oh. And then I hadn't even thought of it until the movie did it, but it was like, that's actually great because if you think about it in the, all the previous movies and stuff, in the previous iterations of Spider Man, what usually happens is they find out that Peter Parker is Spider Man in the final confrontation where they then die. So yeah. they then can't take yeah. it on. So you go, right. Well, that means then that logically there are going to be people like oh, Octavius finds out that Peter, Peter Parker. Brilliant but lazy, and then he's dead ten minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. There, there's that w- little windows of opportunity where there, are, if there are people out there who know that, yeah. that that particular bit of information, and this spell pulls them in, I'm like that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, like that. that that's like yeah, okay, perfect. I lo- really like that idea, and it means that they can bring in like their, you know, the the knowledge and the sort of the characters that have happened that, and it's and it's pre-established. Yeah, so you don't have to be like. See, Who? Well, for us, it's pretty established. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? So for for you and I, we when we see uh, oh, Octavius played by Alfred Molina, and the way he's talking about, I had him in my hand, and I was about, and I just found out that he was Peter Parker. We can then sort of in our minds fill in the blanks and go right. Well, this is the same oh, Octavius we knew. He's just found out the Peter Parker, and then suddenly he was here. Yeah. And the same thing with with like you know Jamie Fox goes, oh, he just he you know made me into like a little. He absorbed into the grid and I was building power and then I was here. It's like, well, we know that must be like the fight at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 then. Yeah. Where he's really like, he knows who Spider-Man is and he's just about to come back and fight him and then suddenly he's in the wrong universe. Mm. But we know that, but people watching this completely cold or who've only ever watched the Tom Holland movies yeah. won't know any of that. No. So I can completely understand why this would be totally alienating for, like, yeah. for the casual fan. Uh, but we're yeah. not the casual fan. We love this shit. So woo! Yeah, this but is all, great. I do really want to see this for someone that. So I might might see if my girlfriend's up for it. Yeah, but um, is, do they give you enough information just through those little conversations that you can still follow it and appreciate it for what it is? Mm. Um, because I feel like part of the issue as well is that because they've got all that built-in stuff, it means that the the uh, the villains don't get their own sort of complete character arcs. No. The one that comes closest, I guess, is Willem Dafoe. But like, any the problem again with it is that any one of them could carry a movie on their own, and have done yeah. in the past, and they're fucking brilliant. So it means that if, that you can't help but feel they get a little bit shortchanged in this movie. But then you've got to then remember the fact that they've had entire movies on their own previously. Yeah. It's like, well, I didn't get enough Willem Dafoe. I'm like, there's a whole movie where he's the villain. If you want to yeah. watch, but like, that's all built into this. Like, and that's the thing, like. They were. They've got their own thing, so there's no need to worry about. It. Like, I didn't. I just went with it. Like yeah. I got caught up in the in the current and went along all the way, rode it all the way to the end. Yeah. And I think, like, I think everyone kind of gets their point to shine. I get, like, the thing. they like so much of it just works because it's so meticulously. Yeah. It's been like meticulously planned. Yeah, they've really thought about and it. It has to. 
because yeah. of how many people are involved. There are so many moving parts and they've somehow managed to, there's so many plates to spin. Um, yeah. But I feel like part of it is the fact that just the cast are all so good. Like Tom Holland has never been better. He yeah. has complete sort of ownership of the role at this point. Yeah. And he's fucking brilliant. Um, and you, yeah, and like, I feel like I, what I really appreciate is that they didn't go too far because the previous Tom Holland movies have been very much like um, light-hearted, like um, high school comedies. Breezy high, Breezy school, high comedies. school comedies. And they didn't do that in this one because it didn't suit it. No. Like, there, was, there was parts of it and I'm sure there will be parts of it where there'll be Tobey Maguire or, you know, there'll be like Sam Raimi fans who will be pissed off with the, the like, the MCU of their characters if you like yeah the fact that people are quipping back and forth with one another like the villains are quipping with each other yeah and like, I feel people will be pissed off by that but I'm just like it doesn't feel out none of it ever felt out of character no it all me. feels organic yeah it like I know there are certain ones where it feels like it doesn't quite feel like the same character but mm. it's enough it never went too far there was nothing never yeah. anything that really went because there is a, there is I mean you know some of these are what 20 years on yeah so you think about like well, William Defoe, yeah, this is it's in. But you think next... about that's twenty years ago. He played this character twenty yeah. years ago. Where were you? Yeah, you know, and that's where it was. So there is going to be a change. Yeah, but also it's canonically explained in a lot of like parts of it. Is it that? Uh, no, can't say that bit. <laughs> but yeah, the, like it's canonically explained as well. And there are slight differences in there. Yeah. But we're just seeing more of yeah. what we had before. We're not seeing, you know, the way that Green Goblin's shot. Green Goblin isn't shot in that super neon, mad, bright, colourful Raimi style. No. It's shot in the, the current style. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels so like that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even to the point where, yeah, I, I don't want to say, yeah, we'll have to get into it. But yeah. Like and then when, again, like, like some things are going to be different. When you look at Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx has definitely aged. Yeah. And he looks different. He looks different to him. But then, again, they explain that. And he's like, I feel different. Yeah. He was like, it all feels different. We're in a like, different universe. We're yeah. in a different universe. He was like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, it feels different. Mm. But what about you? Like, how did you? I think, yeah, I loved it. I, I want to go see it again. Um, I feel that part of it is just because it's been, there's been so much build up. It's just like it was. It, there was an element of it where it was kind of like tick boxing. It's like, yeah, that that thing that we knew was going to happen. That thing we knew was going to happen. Okay. But then there were certain moments where, fuck, I didn't see that coming, or oh my god, I can't believe they actually did it. Um, yeah. And yeah, there was just, there were some great moments in it. I I really loved it. But there are moments where it was just like some of the some of the compositing and stuff that was going on in terms of I. There are certain scenes where I really wish that they they kind of they weren't there were characters where the actors where they didn't feel like they were in the same place. Yeah, um, I can't talk specifically about them until we get into spoilers. But there are certain ones where it's like they're like having conversations which should be really impactful, but I can't help but feel that they're not actually talking to each other. Yeah, they filmed their scenes on separate days and it's been cut together. See, um, I didn't really feel that i didn't like i didn't get that like i i got it there was a couple of scenes like specifically i don't know if it's slightly spoilery but when the villains are all talk like with when the villains are talking to one another yeah in a certain place yeah and you can kind of there are like jump shots that go between and you're like were you in the same room yeah oh uh, yeah. were you on the same set or were you on the different days but it's like you said afterwards like 
COVID. Might have been. Yeah, it might have been. I know. You know I even, and I think I haven't uh, even thought of it, but it might just be that we, we're assuming the worst in that they had to do it, you know, piecemeal mm. and get all these actors in a bit at a time. But then part of that might be because of the fact this film was largely made during COVID. Yeah. So you got a, there are certain things that yeah maybe Alfred Marina doesn't want to be on set with fifty fucking people. Yeah. Like, also, I, like to be fair, I didn't notice. I didn't really know. There no, are, there are only a couple of like a couple of shots where yeah. I thought things seemed a bit weird. But then, then again, like. You think how often we get used to like the floating heads, yeah, in, in all the CG suits and yeah, true, you know. Um, but yeah, and then I think I don't know. There are certain things, other things, where it's like I wish there was maybe one or two more actions, or maybe one more action sequence. Oh really? Somewhere just just because I feel like there was a lot of like yeah, people talking about stuff, and then just like it was all building up to the stuff they had Statue of Liberty, which we've seen in this in the trailers, and that's what it was building yeah. to. I just it could have done with one more. Um, I feel. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna, have, I might disagree with you there, but yeah. like, I really. Although, yeah, the the fight on the bridge was wicked. Actually, now I think about it, the bridge was great. The Doctor Strange, the Doctor chase Strange, was amazing. S- yeah, the, the scene with Doctor Strange that we saw, and then the, the apartment building fight. The apartment building fight was is brutal. That's something I want to get into into spoilers. But the apartment building fight is something that we haven't seen before no and was done in a way that made what happened better yes now you're not going to understand that <laughs> until you've seen the film yeah I think, and i yeah. don't know how much more we can say before like i would say like overall if you liked spider-man homecoming yeah. and if you liked far from home and you've seen the other spider-man films i think you're going to love it yeah like uh- I th- because it takes enough from each of the films that have come before and it builds enough on Homecoming that it is a three-part story. Yes. It does feel like a natural, like, yeah, this it is the... feels like a natural step up to this, yeah. and but this works well enough on its own that it yeah. doesn't rely on that. And it just uses everything before as an establishing point. So it is the end of a trilogy, yeah, definitively. Like, they've already said that. But I think that it works... I think it's, uh, yeah, I just think it's masterful how they've managed to pull it, this it together. It has absolutely no right working as well as it does. No. Like, and that, and again, we, it's really difficult for us to say that, being that we know we have all this investment and not have all this knowledge about the previous versions and all that sort of stuff. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, they fucking nailed it. Yeah. Um, from, from, from a nerd's point of view, from what we wanted, um, and in terms of not managing to, to do it whilst also telling an actual story about our Peter Parker, i.e., you know, Tom Holland has an there is an arc that goes through here that is true to the character of Spider Man and feels right and feels earned, and it means that he starts the film in one place and ends it in a different place. Yeah, and it's all like they don't lose sight of that at any point, really. Yeah, despite how no matter how crazy it gets, no matter how many different people turn up and all the rest of it, it's still his story and it still feels right when you get the conclusion yeah. you come to at the end, which is what I was worried about. I was worried that like he would get lost in the shuffle mm. and it wouldn't be about like it, they, they lose the fact that this isn't about, you know, Peter Parker's journey, but they did. They managed to keep that. And, yeah. they, and they, they, the scenes that were important to that were the ones that they gave the most time and weight to. And yeah, it was, it was yeah. brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Same. So, I'm definitely going to see it again before Christmas. Yes. So let's talk spoilers.
Right. So, spoilies, 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 spoilies. Spoilers. They're all in it. Everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. Fucking Tobey Maguire turns up and Andrew Garfield turns up and fucking Charlie Cox turns up as Daredevil, which made me so happy. <laughs> made me so happy. Just let me just talk about that one quickly because it doesn't really matter with the rest of the plot, but it was just it was, it made me so happy. There was this little cameo where Peter was in trouble, he got hauled in by the police, and then he's back home in his apartment. And the, the way they framed it, where you just see the you see the 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 cane, and it pans up, and Mr. Murdoch, and it is fucking Charlie Cox as Matt Murdoch, and he's giving them like he's got his red glasses. He's got his red glasses on. He's giving them advice. He's saying you're gonna need a really good lawyer, and it's like well, there's also the court of public opinion you have to worry about. And then someone throws a brick through the window, and he just casually just captures it, and Peter's like, how did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. I'm a really good lawyer. That's it. Fucking mm, perfect. I, that was the perfect cameo. That's exactly what I wanted. I don't, that I made me so happy yeah. because it worked perfectly. Even if you didn't know. Even if you didn't know. But also, if it worked exactly in the way that it fit in the film without being fan service no. or stupid. It was the one that, it's the thing that I've always asked for, isn't it? Every time someone gets into legal trouble in the MCU, I'm like, and then Matt walks in and he gets them out of it. Yeah. And then Matt walks in. I've been saying that for years. Like, I remember when it happened in um, Defenders, I was really happy. Yeah. Just like when it was, Jessica Jones was being hauled in for questioning. I'm like, and then Matt walks in and gets her out of it. <laughs> yeah. And he finally did. And it's like, yeah. and when this one happens, it's like, well, yeah, Tom, yeah. And he's, this makes sense yeah because he is for people that haven't got any money no exactly <laughs> he's for people who don't have don't have the, he's the, not going to look after a stark no but he'll look after peter parker's like yeah they're down and he'll see it on the news and he'll know the whole vigilante thing and he will be like that you could do a whole like there'll be an episode or, or a part of an episode of like a new season or whatever it is the fuck they're doing with daredevil because one way or another he's coming back like this was just, this was confirmation that like we, sooner rather than later we will see him put on the fucking suit again and he is Daredevil like they didn't just put him in there just for nothing like they got a plan and I can't fucking wait I can't wait even if it's the next Spider-Man movie can you imagine if it's the next Spider-Man movie now he's out on his own and he's got no he's got hasn't got well, that's the thing because that's what Spider-Man like Spider-Man sometimes crosses over into these big Avengers level events yeah he's that's happened more and more over time Spider-Man didn't get his Avengers card until the 2000s yeah you know the, and because he always worked alone he worked in a different way to everybody else and like he was familiar with them and he looked up to them mm. but he was very much doing his own thing and then as that went on over time yes he became an Avenger in the end but he still has his own shit to deal with in New York. And yeah. it works at a different level to what an Iron Man problem is. Yeah. That a Thor problem is, that a Captain America problem is. Like they're not they're not just people that are just on call. That's what a lot of people are like, oh why didn't Thor turn up? And it's like, he's a fucking god. He's probably twenty four light years away. But now it's like, yeah. But so like it's... this is different now. Yeah. Because we are getting into the minutiae of superheroes in New York. Yeah. And where this ends with Pete and his forgotten identity like nobody yeah. knows who he is yeah that nobody knows who peter parker is yeah let alone spider-man, Spider-Man. yeah spider-man is there is so, a there all, is a spider-man there is a spider-man people know there is a superhero called spider-man is in new york and presumably they know that like he fought with the avengers and the yeah. thanos stuff still happened yeah but they don't know who he is and then there's also there's peter parker who's this completely anonymous young man in new york who now has an apartment 
doesn't have any friends, doesn't have any family, doesn't have, he's literally completely on his own. And it's just like, fuck, I'm just, yeah, it's brilliant. I, that's the conclusion they come to at the end of this movie. And it's, it's great. It's like, it's kind of, it's a tragedy of Peter Parker. It's come full circle again. Well, it's Parker luck. Yeah, but it's the idea that, and that's kind of, I remember when we've been theorising about what this was going to be. I thought something like this might happen, where it was going to be a case of he has to give up. He's tr- the whole um, central premise of this is him trying to live two lives and trying to have a, have it all. Yeah, trying to be Spider Man and have a bunch of like personal relationships that are rewarding to him and have it. Mm-hmm. You can't. The lesson he learns at the end of this is that you can't have it all. Yeah, and he then he does in this moment of self sacrifice, which is what Spider Man's always been about. He gives it all up, but continues to be Spider Man. Yeah, and. But then I love the fact that they they he got to that point by having the lessons taught to him by the previous Spider Men. Particularly, like, I I love like I've always been an apologist for Andrew Garfield. Mm. I'll hold my hands up to that. But, but I love... the thing, right? The the I think the thing is, are you, I this is probably me being an apologist, but I don't think Andrew Garfield needs apologists. I think Andrew Garfield was great. I think the problem that they had with Amazing Spider Man Two was that whoever wrote it was a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. It was written by committee. It was written by Sony. He said, put this in, put this in, put this in. Yeah. Um, but like, and it, they no. wasted that opportunity. Like, Sony fucked that yeah. whole thing. They alienated Andrew Garfield. They yeah. fired him for all the problems. And it was yeah. very, very clear from the Sony hack and the Sony leaks mm. that problems were inherent with the studio yeah. rather than, and their handling of all this situation rather than the people that actually cared about yeah. Spider-Man at the I time. Now, yeah, I now love that they they didn't dismiss it all and they now like he's this like this you know Peter R. Peter so Peter um to, uh, Tom Holland is at a low point after the death so we have a death in this and I kind of was thinking that going back and watching the old ones this week I thought someone's going to die in No Way Home someone's mm-hmm. got to, to sort of teach him that lesson of responsibility and it wasn't the person I thought it was going to be yeah. they killed Aunt May it was fucking brutal yeah. um, and it was it was kind of, that moment was kind of ruined for me because of external factors in the cinema there was some prick talking but regardless of that mm-hmm. it was a very well it was from what I could tell from what I did hear <laughs> it wasn't a really good scene but what I loved is then the moment with Andrew Garfield where he talks about, I gave up because I lost someone. And then I pulled myself together and went back out there and did it again because I had to, because that's what she yeah. wanted me to do. And it's just a brilliant, like, because I, yeah, I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2 this morning, I think, or yesterday. Yeah. And that whole sequence at the end after Gwen dies, and he's just in this, like, he's in, he's in a deep depression and doesn't see the point in doing it anymore. Yeah. And then comes back out, and he stands up with the little kid who's standing for him. Well, she is that it's because it's her valedictorian speech, yeah. isn't it? Like, and then that whole thing because then May has that whole thing where it's like, well, I've got this box of all your uncle's stuff. I'm not put, I'm not throwing it away. I'm putting a better place for it. Yeah. But then all that character development and stuff that happened now influences Tom Holland when he's in the same moment. He's had that same yeah. moment. He's lost his aunt. He doesn't see the point anymore. And then here comes to, uh, Andrew to tell him that story. And not only that, Toby, to tell him, I lost my Uncle Ben. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't want to go on anymore. But I do because of him. Because yeah. that's what he wanted me to do. <sighs> it's 20 years worth of Spider-Man stuff all rolled into one. I fucking love it. It's, it's so good. Fucking it's so brilliant. Good. It's beautiful. I just wish that, yeah. It's, I, again, that scene that I'm talking about where they they all meet him on the rooftop. I just wish that it looked a bit better. See, that's... The, that's, the, that's Maybe uh, I need to... Like, yeah, maybe I, I just, don't know what happened there. Because I didn't... I... 
There were obvious cuts, mm. but and there are obviously like there is like Andrew, Toby, Tom, Tom, yeah, Andrew, Toby, Tom, Andrew, Toby, Tom, it's like, like Zendaya and Ned, Zendaya, Ned, and Tom. Yeah, and then there's Toby and there's Andrew, and and, and it's all it's all uh, night time again. Everything's all night. night time again, but it's I don't know. Like I didn't see it. Like I saw I, that was fairly seamless for me. What? the bit for me that I started noticing it a couple of times was because I genuinely thought when they were doing like the, 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 like the science montage. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. The, the three Peter Parkers all like sciencing together. Yeah. Um, when they were doing that, um, that's where I noticed it a couple of times. And I yeah. was like, I don't think these guys have actually been in the same room. And then there were a couple of shots and I'm like, Oh fuck, that's fucking perfect! Like when he yeah. calls him out for dressing like a youth pastor, and he, yeah, oh yeah, there are yeah, there are certain at ones that, that point I was like, oh, oh de- fuck, like, definitely, okay. yeah. like, yeah. def- and there are certain moments like there's a point when fucking Andrew Garfield cracks Toby McGuire's back for him. Like you yeah. can't, they're there, they're they're in the same room, they're hundred percent, yeah. But there are just moments where it takes away from it. And the one I was alluding to earlier, and we're skipping ahead a little bit, but as we're on the subject, there's a moment where Toby speaks to Alfred Molina. Yeah. And that is like, they weren't on the same set. It was a a shot of Toby and then a shot of Alfred and then a shot of Toby and and they weren't. It's like, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. I'm like, you're not even looking at each other. You're not even, you're not even on the same fucking continent right now. Again, didn't even know it. Did you not? No. Like, I just wish they had a moment where they actually were both in the same shot and he shook his hand or something. Yeah. And they didn't have that. They were just both stood on the gangplank looking at each other in in a completely like green screen room. Two That's weeks what I was worried that the, all of it was going to be, and then it, just, it does, yeah. And, um, it, and it did enough to either be good enough visual effects, yeah, or have enough people in the room. And then I was just like, it just got to a point where I was like, I can't let this, yeah, be a thing, yeah, yeah. So yeah I had to, to switch, switch your that brain, off. Switch your brain off. Of it. Maybe like, I was, I was over overlooking at it. Maybe I don't know. Um, I had to yeah. draw myself back into yeah. like remembering that but I'm think... seeing all three Spider-Mans. <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe it happened. I can't believe they've actually managed to do it. Yeah. Like to get all the actors back. Like Tom McGuire hasn't been in a film for like ten years. He looks completely different. Like he looks, he lo- he looks fucked. Like, he looks old. I mean, to be fair to I him, I mean the guy's what fifty? Must be, must be. Um, but just like. I feel like they get away with that because of the fact of even in, even in those interactions where they might not necessarily be in the same place, they're so they're quite well written and well acted, so that you can like they have those back and forth where they're comparing stories and sort of it's like that that moment where they're all up there and then like Tom Holland like asks like so what's the what's the um, craziest villain you've ever thought? I was like, oh, that's a good question. Uh, and they're all <laughs> just there, just like riffing, talking about ah, oh, well, when I was Spider Man. This is the craziest thing that ever happened to me. I'm just, oh, I could watch that all day. Yeah, this is brilliant. And then they have that. Yeah, I love that. And moment. you do realise that 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 point in particular, there is um, the joke where you realise how underserved Andrew Garfield was yeah. because he's like, and they're like, oh, it's the way craziest feeling. You're like, well, there's Electro, and my best friend who killed my girlfriend. Yeah, and a lizard. Like we've got a Sandman, yeah. We've got Green Goblin. We've got Doctor Octopus. We've got Electro, uh, and uh, yeah. But just like, um, but I've got the lizard guy who just has to sit in a truck, yeah, because he's because they just like put him in the back of the truck. Okay, can we not afford? Can we not get him in the same room? 
It'd be weird trying to get him past security. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, like the way that things are done, yeah, adds so much to it. And it's like you say, like the riffing between them, the the, the, the moments of it because it does feel like brothers. Yeah. Like they make a line about it. Like, like, I always wanted brothers. I always wanted brothers. I love that moment. Yeah, just those moments like when they're in the lab, Toby, and like the fact they allow because as much as I say they do keep the focus on Tom Holland all mm. the way through this they have the moments where I think the best thing they do really is like having Toby and Andrew as a pairing yeah, and just have them have their own little they have their own conversations yeah. off to one side and it's kind of you know swapping stories and it's like you know when they're when they, cause they're looking over at Peter and MJ mm. and he's like do you have someone he said no I don't have any time for that Not with, I've but, given up on the I've, I've given up on that whole thing and then what about you and he goes yeah me and my MJ it took a lot of time, but we made it work. And again, yeah. it's kind of, it's nice and sort of um, gratifying to know that it's like, again, they're continue they're finishing off the threads that were left at the end of their stories, respectively. Yeah. Like, so if you watch the Raimi trilogy, the final shot of the Raimi trilogy is, is Toby Maguire and um, MJ, uh, Kirsten Dunst, dancing slowly together. Yeah. And it's like, they've had, they've like in that movie, like all kinds of shit goes down. He fucking hits her at one point. It's crazy. I can't believe they even did it. <laughs> Um, but like they're very much broken up he was going to propose and they were in a really shitty place then they lost their friend Harry and they were crying over his body and that's the, that's the place they end up at the end of that movie is that they're building towards some sort of reconciliation Yeah. and then the movie ends and now what fucking 15 years later Toby's able to come in and talk to 15 Andrew 15 years and yeah. two Spider-Man, two Spider-Man actors. actors later Toby's able to come in and explain to us that yeah we, it took a lot of work, but we, we got there. And it's like, yeah. it wasn't just, oh no, we're all sunshine and roses. We've got two kids. And they didn't do that. They could have done, but they didn't. Mm. They just said, no, that yeah, it's, it was hard, but we're making it work. And he saw yeah. the, all that weight of everything that's happened. So everything that's happened before matters. Yeah. <sighs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it doesn't, everything's valid. Every single Spider-Man movie that's come before is valid. Yeah. Even the ones you don't like, even the, yeah, like the fucking Amazing Spider-Man 2 call it shit it makes a mass it's a massive deal in this movie the thing is like yeah like again fucking I'm, I'm not going to keep going back and apologising of no. being a amazing Spider-Man 2 apologist but for for everything that doesn't work in that film there is something that works yeah and just like for me and they focused on the right ones here like they go there's yeah. something about Jamie Foxx if you let him be Jamie Foxx and have a bit of that charisma which he does in this one yeah that it works. Like yeah, you... And it also functions as a, as a natural progression of the character. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like, no, look at me now. And he's like looking at himself in the mirror and he's like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like look this. good. Yeah, like yeah. I've, and from where they had, and he was like, oh, last, last time we saw him, he had like a gap in his teeth and yeah. a comb over. Yeah. I love it. And even just like the fact that they're able to pick up all those pre-existing relationships between their respective Spider-Men. Yeah. So like him and Andrew have a conversation at the very end. Yeah. He says, oh, I always thought Spider-Man would be black. Yeah, he's so, like, you're uh, in Queens. Yeah. You help, you help people, help, you help don't got no people. money. <laughs> and you go, Andrew's, I'm sorry. And he just like apologises. <laughs> so you must, in the whole multiverse, there must be a Spider-Man who's black. I was like, probably. There's, there's, one, like, there's probably one out there. We know. It's like, yeah, that's great. Um, but just like, again, I, I'm really impressed by how much play they gave Andrew because I thought they would lean hard on Toby and go look look at the nostalgia look you all love fucking yeah. dad and they didn't they gave them both equal and like some you know the bigger moments like the, again 
I, I can't stress enough how much I love that moment where he, he caught MJ. Yeah, and, and that, again, it. is testament to how fucking good Andrew Garfield is. Yeah. Because that, the look he had, the fact that he's fighting back tears. Yeah. And they let, and the fact that they gave it, in the middle of this big action sequence, they gave him that moment. And they gave it a little bit, and they and gave they, it a few seconds to yeah. breathe as well. They didn't yeah. just, like... And it's such a bit, and again, that makes, retroactively makes Amazing Spider-Man 2 better. Like, they've made almost every film in the franchise is now better as a result of the stuff that happens in this one. Mm. Um, fuck. It's so good. Like, we're literally we're gushing because we've just come out of cinema. Yeah. But one thing that I do think that we need to address mm-hmm. is take the Spider-Mans, yeah. take those two out. Does it still work? Does it still? Like, well, no, not, not just that, but take those two out. Does the film work despite like like with them being in it as like if um, what think... I'm, what what I'm trying to say is that bit having them in it mm. is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Does that overshadow but everything? Does else? Does it overshadow everything else? I know what you mean. Um, and it does a little bit. I think that like us watching it the first time is the obviously the thing we're going to talk about. But I feel like there are moments in it in the middle. Where like when Peter's mission becomes clear and what he's trying to do, so yeah. the reason he fights Doctor Strange is because Doctor Strange just wants to press a button and send all these guys back to where they came from, kill them. Yeah, not all of them. That's no. what was interesting is that because when they in the trailers they were like they all die fighting Spider Man. I'm like Sandman didn't Sandman die. Didn't. Sandman just blew away. Yeah, Sandman was the one who's because Toby forgave him and he blew away. I'm glad they didn't bring that up actually. To be fair, but they might <laughs> go on a tangent. Um, but yeah, it's the fact that the the driving force for that part of the plot is Peter refusing to not let them to let them die. Yeah. He doesn't want to send people to their deaths. Yeah, particularly yeah. when he knows that like they're gonna fight a Spider Man, even if it's not me. And then it, but then the fact that he that's his central like his moral compass, and it's, some of that does come from Aunt May, and she says, "No, you've always got some give someone another chance." And you have that moment with the with um, Willem Dafoe, and then there's the working through the science of it all. Yeah. And like figuring out a way to get like the first one, the one he fixes is Doc Ock, and he gets the new. And then there's he's working with like the idea. There's a scene in this now where it's Tom Holland working with Willem Dafoe, yeah, to make a little chip to fix fucking <laughs> to fix Doc to, to fix Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, it's just crazy. From when Tom Holland was six years old, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's it's mad. Um, like... But just the idea that like yeah, and the fact that that's the plot really, and mm. even to the point when we get into the final battle. They have that moment was like, let's go kick some ass, and then like fucking um, Tony McGuire, let's go cure some ass because they're yeah. all about curing them and saving them. Yeah, and like I, I think that's the reason why it works, even without the Spider Men, is because that's the point. And I feel like even if they haven't been able to get Toby and Andrew, they still would have had that. It yeah. would have been Peter, even if he had to do it on his own, he still would have gone out yeah. of his way to try and save them and cure them. Yeah. Having said that, he then had the moment of crisis where he was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And he was going to press the button and let them all, like, they've got to go back to your universes. And if you kill them, that's on you. Yeah. And they talked him down out of that. But I feel like you could have still had that moment with someone else talking him down. It yeah. could it would have been MJ. It would have been MJ. It would have been Ned. He would have yeah. seen a picture on his phone. Yeah, it would have worked. So there like, would have been a could, conceit think, there. Yeah, much as it, like, for us I do as think fans, there are three versions of this film. Yeah, it, there's, it's beautiful to have it be the Spider-Man who took him down from that, but it didn't have to be them. It could have mm. been someone else. Sorry, yeah, three versions of this film. Yeah, there's, I do, like you say, like, I think there's a version of this film where... 
there are there is what we got there is one other spider-man and there is no other spider-mans yeah i think and i think that every one of those would work yeah when we saw fuck the introduction to garfield was so good wasn't it to both of them it's the oh yeah. my god like it's it and the fact that they had him met... come first as well i was really surprised by that I thought he would be, yeah, secondary. Like, do you know what I mean? And the fact that then when they brought Toby in, he wasn't in the suit. Yeah. They kept that. They kept. Yeah. They held it back. Like, so yeah, Garfield, yeah. That reveal was great, wasn't it? Because it was just... The, so you get this idea that, yeah, Ned has now stolen Doctor, Sling's, uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange's, Strange's sling, sling ring. And so he's opening up these portals and he's trying to find Peter Parker. Yeah. And he opens up a portal and it's just in an alleyway and you can just see in the distance there's someone... There's a silhouetted figure and you can see white He's eyes. Big white eyes. And big white eyes. I'm like, and I was convinced... It was going to be Venom. That was Venom. Yeah. And he's like, what is it? What is it? And then yeah, and then he comes closer and closer and you start realising, oh shit, it looks like it's like the, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit. And he steps out of the portal, pulls the, hell, the um, mask off, yeah. and it's Andrew Garfield. And everyone cheered. And it was great. I got goosebumps so bad. Yeah. Like... My whole body, like, went into, like, some sort of weird freeze-out really? goosebumps. Really? Garfield gave you that? Yeah. Okay. Because I fucking love Garfield as Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> I love, like, don't get me wrong, I love Tobey Maguire, but, like, I think the connection, I have more of a connection with Garfield because I know how much he loves Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's like, when you see, like, there are all those shots of him, like, dressed as Spider-Man as a kid and, like, going to the the the... Toby Maguire Spider-Man and like holding up his Spider-Man figures and like he's a huge Spider-Man fan yeah. of like the comics and the films yeah. and all the other stuff. Does so him get another chance? So yeah. having that extra bridge made a massive thing. and then seeing Toby Maguire was just like, oh yes, yes, him too, yeah. like him too. And I don't often get so gushy about this stuff. It's fucking Spider-Man, so I'm gonna. But I was just like, I can't. I was just so happy. Yeah. So so happy that it happened, and they start webbing at each other. Yeah, and then, and then it's like Ned's aunt or the aunt, whoever it is, it's like, can you guys clean it's, up the webs? It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like there, I think there, there was one too many of those jokes. It should have been the, and I don't think they should have had. Can you get rid of the spider web? That was. Fine, I funny. think that she should have just been like, can you clean up your mess? Yeah, and then then be like, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think we, Sorry, we are in someone else's house. I think we all just needed that moment of just like they needed to just let the whole thing settle. Like yeah. the fact that they had like Garfield then crawl along because he's like, "This is enough." <laughs> no, it's not. This is enough. Do some crawling. This is enough. Like I think if they would have then if they'd have cut that little web bit, yeah, then that would have been fine. Yeah. I think that would have been perfect. I just think it just held on for an extra beat yeah. too long. But then, but because it was in the middle, it was a lot better. Yeah. But that was the point. That was a point when I was a bit worried. Yeah. Because they were one in one end of the room, one in the other. Yeah. I feel like if you think about it, there are so many. Like, I'm going to be fascinated to see when things come out about how this was made. This movie, yeah. because not only was there there are things like COVID you got to take into consideration, but then also spoilers. Yeah. So I feel like that they must have done a lot of it on closed sets and on sets in like sound studios. A lot of it is indoors. Do you know what I mean? Rather than like, have, they yeah. can't like. What we want really is like to have like the all um, three of them swinging three around, of them swinging around the in broad daylight, fucking swinging around in costume, like something out of Into the Spider Verse. But the minute you go outside to film that, 
everyone knows. Yeah. So it's like there's only four hundred and fifty photographers. Like, around. and we, and to be fair, turns out we did know. Like that leaked photo of Andrew Garfield on scaffolding. I didn't even know that was exactly true. Was it it? Lo- looks exactly the same. Yeah. Was it? it? He's on scaffolding, and he's got and he's got the same sort of level of um, facial hair and all the rest of it. And it's, really? yeah. And it leaked ages ago. Yeah. And it was the one where he like he went on Jimmy Fallon and went, "I've seen that photo. It's a Photoshop." And yeah. He flat out lied and said it was a Photoshop, but yeah. it was real. I didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you managed I, to avoid that, which is because I avoid. Yeah, because I've now cultivated my internet to be. Yeah. Completely like Marvel free, really. So the only time I watch a trailer is in is via like incognito mode. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get any cookies or tracking. That's a good. Or idea. at the cinema. That's a really good idea, actually. I don't yeah. watch any op-eds. I don't watch editorial videos. I don't watch trailer breakdowns. I yeah. don't watch anything like that. Oh, every once in a while, a trailer might slip through. Yeah. But my YouTube feeds are like running CrossFit, Warhammer, horror movies, and yeah. like that's about it. Yeah. So like, there's so little of that that's managed to sneak through, and I think that really helped me with this. Yeah. Because there was, I knew so little about it that I was genuinely convinced that they weren't gonna. It doesn't feel real to no. me. Like it still doesn't feel real that it's that same, actually happened. It's kind of the same feeling that I had, like um, in Civil War. Yeah. When Tony goes in and has the conversation with Spider Man. Yeah. It's like this is fan casting. This is like this is fan fiction. This isn't actually gonna happen. Yeah. No, no studio. They're not actually gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. But like, no, they did. They fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> they actually fucking did it. And every time I get to a stage with Marvel and I'm like, they're starting to run out of steam. They fucking blindside me with something yeah. like this. Yeah. And then I'm like, right, I'm back in for a while. And we've yeah. got Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness is going to have Wanda in it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The, the post credits, we had a trailer or yeah. a, a teaser trailer for Multiverse of Madness. It looks mental. Yeah. Directed by Sam Raimi as well. And you can tell he's bringing those horror vibes. Yeah. Like, shit's going down in that movie. There's some um, weird shit going on there. And then, like, like yeah, and not only that, just what they, they set even just, I walk out of this Spider-Man movie and it's, it is astonishing to me that, that we're nine movies in and we're stood outside the cinema and I'm like, I want the next one, I want the next one now. Nine of them. Like, you feel like you've seen everything you could possibly see, but then at Ten. the end of, well, yeah. We're about to get 11 next year. Yeah, there's going to be, yeah, exactly. There's more coming with the whole animated side of things. But like you come out of this one, and the way they they set it up is like, oh, that was another one yet. But the way they what they end it on on this mm. is so perfect, and I love that again. They let those moments breathe because they they bring it all back to our Peter and what yeah. he's been through. So you have those that lo- long scene with him in the coffee shop with MJ and Ned, and he has the choice about whether he's gonna try and reconnect with her or not. She pushes her hair. Back. He pushes her hair back, and she has that. And she doesn't say it doesn't hurt. She says it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. But it did. And that's enough for him to go. Okay. And you see it. And again, Tom, also Holland, the, Tom Holland the, uh, sells the shit out of that still moment. still wearing that. Black Dahlia. The, there, back, which the, the broken Black Dahlia. Yeah, which he doesn't know. And she doesn't know who gave it to her now, I guess. Um, fuck. Yeah. It's just it's the fact that they they finished it properly. And they didn't. like The, like, the cheap thing to do would have been to literally to follow. Andrew and Toby back home and see what, what happens when they get back home. Yeah. But that's not what this movie's about. This no. is about Tom. Yeah. And his journey. And we get to the end where it's like now he's come full circle and he says goodbye to May and he's at the grave and Happy turns up. Happy doesn't know him. Yeah. 
fucking heartbreaking. It's brilliant. I love it. It's, it, it's that, yeah, that, that heartbreaking, like, melodramatic stuff that has been in the previous movies now has come into the Tom Holland universe. But it fits. It yeah. feels like he's earned it. And he's comfortable with it. And he's got enough chops to be able to sell it all as well. Yeah, like, big time. And it's, and it's being able to look at... It's being able to look at that classic Spider-Man era of Pete not being able to talk about his identity with people. Yeah. But him also being... He's broke. He's just doing what he can to get by. He has to fix his suit himself. Yeah. Or if he can't fix his suit himself, he takes it to a uh, guy. I can't remember the guy's name now. Uh, but he takes it to like the, 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 the outfit guy. And the outfit guy is like, every other day. So heroes come on Monday. Villains come on Tuesday. <laughs> like, every, sequentially, he was like, because I've had to rebuild the shop too. I've had to keep moving. Because, uh, you know. That's what I like the idea. And like, he goes to him and yeah. then like... Uh, like the you know one day, uh, you know like it's it's he puts a fucking sock in in with it or he leaves it in the dryer or yeah. he does something or he goes out with a beanie hat on because he's got a cold and stuff like that like that classic yeah um that classic like Peter Parker down on his luck but still the superhero that can't say that has to have these walls up to protect everybody around him and yeah all sorts so much of it going on is where this is left. And we've got the real Kirby era suit that's not Stark Tech. No, I can. I feel like I didn't get a good look at that suit. You seem to have had a much better look at it than I did. Well, it's because I've fucking seen it ten thousand times in comics. Yeah. You know, like it's, I think for every comic I've read, I've seen that suit. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was the, that final swing, which I love a good final swing. I love the one at the end of Far From Home. Like, mm. got me fucking like. Um, but this one was great as well, and it was like Christmas time in New York. Yeah. Which I, for some reason, I thought the whole movie was going to be set at Christmas time, but it's literally just that last bit right at the very yeah. end. Um, and yeah, he's swinging through it, but it's like, yeah, he's got his apartment. He's completely anonymous. He's like right. He's in the center of New York. He's not out in Queens anymore. He's right, and he's got like the police scanner. Yeah. And you see all the different boroughs of just like right. This is happening in Times Square. This is happening in all the rest of it, and he's out there doing it, and he's been inspired by aren't they and the other Spider-Men and yeah. everything that's come that in this movie and yeah but just like again moments like he was fully, he was about to kill Green Goblin completely just and then it's Toby who stops him and that's again going back to like one of the main problems that I had in like Endgame yeah was, was the, the instant, instant kill. kill yeah yeah and like it's Peter Parker doesn't kill like no. Spider-Man doesn't kill and they, like, they've literally brought that right back and I like the fact that it's like again that's the central conflict of this movie is him not wanting to send these guys back to their deaths but I feel like what it is is like if it had been Toby or Andrew and they were getting this second chance they do the same yeah they go okay they, we pluck them out of that moment where they know who you are but they're about to die yeah and they will work tirelessly through science to try and find a way to save them yeah if they had that moment, if they could just pause and stop, that's yeah. what they would have done because they're all three of them good representations of Peter Parker yeah. and would do the same thing if they had the option to do it. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, what if Tobey Maguire, if you could just hit pause and go, right, you could stop the, 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 and the fact that Peter was about to kill him with his glider as well, which is exactly how Willem Dafoe died in Toby's universe. Yeah. And he stopped him from, stopped it from happening this time. Yeah. Is everyone gets a second chance. Fuck, I love this movie. I love it. It's great. It <laughs> Let's go watch it again. Come on. And also, like one of the things that they also address is in the in the comic books. Yeah. So this is 
partially slash significantly based on one more day yeah or brand new day um from the comics which is the for dealing with the fallout of peter's identity being revealed post-civil war yeah so pete because he believes so much in the superhero registration act and because he's really and like tony's taking him under his wing he works with stark he's doing this that, and the other he gets the new suit he gets the iron spider suit which has got the waldos um and he reveals himself to a press conference. Uh, press conference. He yeah. takes off his mask. And yeah, says, I've seen that. I've since I've been fifteen years old. It's like a really yeah, famous panel. I'm Spider Man, yeah. and I have been since I was fifteen years old. Yeah, you know, like J. Jonah Jameson passes out, and then starts suing the fuck out of him. <laughs> like people go after Aunt May. Aunt May gets. Sh- I think Aunt May gets shot. That's the one because that, Kingpin yeah. sends somebody mm. out after her. Um, and then, like, there's a sequence called Back in Black, yeah. which is where he puts the black costume on mm. when it's not the symbiote, but the actual black costume. Yeah. So he puts that back on and uh, Kingpin's in prison. So he breaks into prison <laughs> and fights off fucking pretty much. He fights his way in to prison. Now, see, you can't do that without then, that. Exactly. And he <laughs> fights his way in to prison and then confronts Kingpin. And basically, uh, and he's like, you don't touch anyone around me. I can do this. I can break into a prison where you own all of the guards and have hundreds of people around you. I can make this in and humiliate you in front of everyone because I'm not pulling my punches. And he's like, if I wanted to, I could spray my web fluid up your nose and you'd choke. You'd die in seconds horribly but I'm not going to do that. These people are all off limits. And you're like, it makes sense for that. Doesn't fit with anything else that he's ever done. It's cool in that storyline. Yeah. Like I've got the comics, but it's using that stuff that they've got from that, where he's like, he's considering killing like his greatest enemy at that time. The person that killed Aunt May or yeah. shot Aunt May. And like, but Pete thinks he, she's dead. Yeah. And MJ's in hospital with her and she's just in a coma. But then he makes this deal with Mephisto yeah. that nobody's going to know who he is anymore. And Mephisto wipes everybody's memory, but also, but the price that he pays is that, obviously, MJ also forgets. But they were married, yeah. and she was pregnant. Yeah. And so she doesn't have the baby. Mm-hmm. They're not married anymore. Nobody knows who he is. The yeah. world's forgotten. And it moves on. And it was this real big retcon. It was really controversial. It wasn't really well done. Yeah. But they've done it better in this. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of interested now in like how they're going to, because clearly they're, they're going to set, they've set up, they're going to, like, they're talking about another trilogy basically with Tom Holland. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be like Peter Parker, the college years basically. Mm-hmm. It's going to be him, he's going to be in college, he's going to be trying to make ends meet and being Spider Man at the same time. The secret identity, and it's going to be much closer to the Tobey Maguire movies. Yeah, um, that sort of that classic, what we've all you know wanted him to get to, um, but with it also still within the MCU. So the events within the wider MCU will might might have an impact. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a smaller scale now because yeah. there's only so much that you can do when you fought Thanos. Yeah, but I just I feel like it might just be things like you know I would I really do want to see Anthony Mackie's Cap and him interact at some point for yeah. instance that'd be great i feel that could happen at some point but like outside of that in terms of just spider-man movies like are they zendaya and jacob Atzelon still going to be in it 
No idea. Because I feel like they've kind of written them out in a way where like they all those they've all the, given them an exit. They have because they're going. To, not only are the, do they not know him anymore, and all those relationships aren't anymore. They made it very clear that they're going to MIT, mm. which is not a college in New York. No. So there's like a perfectly legitimate story reason, and it was the whole kind of subplot of this movie is that they're trying to get into MIT, and they couldn't because they knew Peter. This is the whole conflict, and they resolve that at the end, and they're off. So they could just write them off. Yeah. And they're out. But I feel like from a just a pure financial point of view, Zendaya is one of the biggest like stars in the planet. You want to keep her in your Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So I feel like they might find a way of retconning that somehow, or bringing her back in. Yeah. Or then he. Has I think to- they might do a. I think they might do a Gwen. Or what, bringing a, a Gwen Stacy rather than a MJ for for at least one yeah. movie, maybe. I don't know. I just feel because, like... Because Gwen is... Like, between, like, MJ and Gwen, like, there are... it's That's what I like about the comics is that they don't have... It's not just Pepper Potts. It's not just Lois Lane. It's not just the one person like he's had these yeah. two women in his life and it's always been this thing that MJ like despite being the person that he's ended up with she knows that she wasn't his first love and she knows that there's a part of him that's always going to belong to Gwen yeah so they kind of they've done it in the inverse way but like the remixing of stuff works doesn't it so they could yeah they could go he goes to college and he meets a girl called Gwen Stacy that's the whole thing. Mm. But I, just feel, I feel like it'll be interesting to see if they try and recapture some of that light-hearted tone from the previous movies or not. Yeah, I think it, I think they will, but I don't think it'll be as bright and breezy. No, and I think the other thing to bear in mind, I guess, is that the director, who did a great fucking job on this one, fair yeah. play, John Watts, has directed this trilogy, but now his next movie is going to be the Fantastic Four. Yeah. He's not doing another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So there could that'll be another reason why there will probably be quite a significant shift in tone in the next one, regardless of what it ends up being. Yeah, but the, I also don't think that it's a coincidence that they're teasing the symbiote and the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man's moved into a new way of doing things. Yeah. Because one of the... the Basically, when Spider-Man gets the symbiote suit, he goes to see Reed Richards, and Reed's like, stay the fuck away from this. Yeah. Because it's like a ball. Yeah, in the comics, it's like it's like the size of like a ping pong I'm still, ball. I'm still, yeah. How does it get from a bar in Mexico to Peter Parker? Takes a bit. It takes a bit of time, yeah. but it's it now it now has its cognition of yeah. But as long as it doesn't have fucking oh no, we want chocolate, we want chocolate. As long as it's not that. <laughs> so let's talk about venom a little bit. So yeah, let's close I'll, it off with venom because that's how they did. Yeah, so we um we do we get two post credits in this. One of them is just a trailer for uh, Doctor Strange, which is kind of its own thing. We mm. can talk about that close to the time. Um, but then the other one is Tom Hardy as Venom. Yeah, weirdly. So they had a post credit scene at the end of the second Venom movie, uh, Let There Be Carnage, where he gets transported into the MCU. Yeah, and he had there's some rift happens, and then suddenly he's in the MCU, and you see on the TV that Tom Holland is revealed to be Spider Man by J. Jonah Jameson, yeah. like we saw at the end of the last movie. So then we assumed then that that meant he was going to turn up in um, No Way Home as like the sixth member of the Sinister Six, essentially. Yeah, and so I kept sort of waiting for him to turn up in this movie, and he never did. And thank fuck, because like I was like, how's that? How are they going to make that work? What he's going to have to be a villain all of a sudden, even though he's kind of an anti hero in his movies. He will just do no. 
luckily he never turns up. <laughs> she just have him in a post credit scene in this where he's just sat there trying to work out what the fuck's happened to him with the bar with a guy. He's drunk. He's drunk. He's trying to work out what's happened. And then it gets to the end of the scene and he gets like all the other villains get snapped back to his dimension by the new spell that Doctor Strange casts. Yeah. So that's it. So he literally he came over in one post credit scene and left in another post credit scene. Yeah. And but when he left, he left a little bit. But of when symbiote. he left, he left a little bit of the symbiote. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So now there is a, there is a version of the symbiote that has crossed out. Oh, I'm glad that it's gone that way because I was worried towards the back end of this where they were talking. Peter was talking about this new spell that they were going to basically shove him off into the spot, the Sony yeah, verse. Same. And what's happened instead is they've gone the opposite way. Venom has come to the MCU, not. Spider-Man has gone to the Venomverse, yeah. which is how it fucking should be. <laughs> yeah. so now we've and got... that now means that we don't have to worry about Jared Leto's Morbius turning up. No. But then, yeah, I still don't know what the fuck's going on with that because Michael, Michael Keaton's in it. Yeah. Michael Keaton's in it. But unless he's playing Adrian Toomes. He is. Is he? Almost certainly. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll well, anyway. cross that bridge when we come to but, it. But um, luckily, the, yeah, the, our fears around what was going to happen with that whole Sony-verse situation yeah. are pretty alleviated off the back of this. The closest they came is Tom Holland, Tom Hardy had a cameo and then left part of his character, literally a little slither of the symbiote, <laughs> back. Not his version of Venom. There will be another version of Venom in the MCU that will have nothing to do with him. And I reckon it should be played by Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah, I said that. Did you? Yeah. I always said that oh, Chalamet actually, no, would that, be... Actually, no, I'll tell you, but Timothy Chalamet should be Harry Osborne. No. No? Timothy, uh, Timothy, I think, uh, yeah, no, I said um, Harry Osborne, because I, was, was I wasn't watching, I was trying to remember what it was, but yeah, I remember being like, telling you about it, and saying, I know you keep saying he's in everything, but... I think he'd be a really fucking great Harry Osborn yeah, he because would, he's yeah. like, and you were like, yeah, that is a good idea. There is, I think. Yeah, I think he's better than better than Venom. Actually, I think Venom needs to be bigger, a bigger bloke. Yeah, I think Venom would be. Um, don't see that. No, I'm joking. Uh, I don't know who Eddie Brock should be, but I think that he should be someone that is. Ooh, Zac Efron. No, just a douchebag. No, because <laughs> the thing, like, because the thing about Eddie is that Eddie, over time, like Eddie's like a down on his luck guy that's just bitter. Yeah, and it's like he came from like a rough upbringing and he's tried to do as good as he can, but life's just never worked out for him. Yeah, and he's had like similar parallels in his life to Pete. Yeah, but whilst Pete had the like the lessons instilled in him from Uncle Ben and Aunt May and. Mm has learned great power, great responsibility, and, and learned that as he's gone along, Eddie just grew bitter and frustrated and angry yeah. and like had all of those problems, and that's when he turned. So it would be someone that can mm. act. Yeah. So shift Zac Efron. He can act. Like... Anyway. But yeah, I think whoever we speculate on would be should be someone that's got bigger presence, can act, but... I think they should do it in a similar way that they did in the Ultimate series. Yeah. Is that he's a guy who's a few years older and he's someone that Peter looks up to. Yeah. 
and it all comes about because I don't know their dads work together like they did in the Ultimate comics yeah. and something along those lines. I think yeah, I, I would like it to be the next one to be more much more ground level and like I would love it if like the villain is like he's just taking on organized crime and it's like Kingpin. Yeah, I, I think, think it'll I'll, probably be something like like maybe Chameleon or something. I think like that that. it's going to have to be something really sort of after the craziness we just had. I think it will yeah. be something real ground level. Really, sort of, just no. Even if it's Vulture again, yeah, Vulture or Scorpion or, or Scorpion. Yeah, they teased him actually, didn't they? Yeah. Um, in the like, sky, you could see all the different, and there was one that was clearly had a scorpion tail. It's like, never... like Scorpion. There was Craven. There Actually, was yeah. Rhino. There was and Matt Gargan exists in this. They set him up and never did anything. Well, they him. showed him in. At the, he's in the post credits thing in Homecoming. Yeah, so that would be actually a perfect one for him to. Yeah. Um, and J. Jonah Jameson's now got his vendetta. I think the only thing that I can't quite get my head around, and I'm going to have to get used to it, I guess, in terms of the new status quo, is the idea that he hasn't got Aunt May either anymore yeah because even no matter what in both previous versions of the on screen and generally it, he loses uncle ben but he always has aunt may and aunt may is like his moral compass who when he's in crisis he goes and speaks to aunt may she never doesn't usually know his identity but she like you know gives him the pep talks he needs yeah. and the rest of it and that's been true in the previous versions and now he doesn't have that anymore so he's literally so alone he's never been more alone yeah. and it's just like it's it's like brutal and i just want i'm interested to see how they play that yeah going forward um no i'm i'm the same like i really want to see where they're going forward i'm enjoying the fact that he doesn't have i really like the fact that he doesn't have a stark suit anymore no. that's something that's always sort of bugged me along the lines is yeah. he's now got the you know he's got glider wings and he's got how did you feel about the point, the point when um the nanotech got onto Io's um, arms like and he took over them and went, it was like waving yeah. you alright with that I was I was like, okay there are going to be certain people I know there are going to be like those hardcore Toby fans who are going to be pissed off with some of this stuff in the movie yeah. that would well, be one of them let them be where it's like well you've MCU'd the, you know our stuff you've brought you've made it MCU yeah. you know it, like Toby isn't Toby he's an MCU version of Toby I'm like cool you got three of those you got off you got off you go and watch exactly them. yeah yeah. like if you don't like it in this one don't watch this one again go and watch those three on repeat forever. And if you don't like yeah. Garfield in this one, go and watch those two. Yeah. You've got those other things still. It's like the Star Wars sort of yeah. paradigm that you were saying. Like, you know, if you like the prequel trilogy, watch the prequel trilogy. If you don't like the modern ones, don't watch the modern ones. Everything still exists. Yeah. In the form that you enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with this movie is that it, do, it doesn't negate anything. It builds yeah. on everything and it doesn't negate what's come before and I feel mm. like this has now set the template and this has set the standard for like what's going to happen later on because everyone's getting into this multiverse thing yeah. and the next one we're going to see next year is uh, The Flash in DC where they're mm. going to bring back Michael Keaton yeah and it's like right now this has set the fucking this has set the standard now for how you do that what are you going to do Michael Keaton as Batman are you therefore saying that Batman and Batman Returns are canon and this is picking up the thread from there because that's, yeah. that's what they've done with this. So that set the precedent. Yeah. Or is it just going to be, yeah, he looks like Michael Keaton? Don't know. But yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, my feelings on that are yeah. of what they are. I don't like Ezra Miller. I, I don't like double Ezra Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I doubly don't like double Ezra Miller. Um, uh, yeah, just quickly just kind of like yeah. knock it on the head like there are things that happened in this like that were exactly what i wanted and didn't know that i needed yeah 
the seeing Tom Holland perform to his capacity as like peak Peter peak Spider Man all comes together. Um, like the 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 conflict that he's got when um, you know Aunt May's lying on the floor dying or dead, and he's trying to like get people to come in, but they're pointing guns at him. Like the fact, and like he just doesn't know what to do, so he has to he has to go away because they're going to kill him. Yeah, so he has to run. Otherwise, he's going to die. Yeah, that whole scene is just and the, and the way that today pull you know she she's up and stand and you can tell she's not okay. Yeah, and she's shaking a little bit, but she still gives like she gives well, that. She's like hiding it. Yeah, she's hiding that. It's the standard like I mean that is a little bit of a trope at this point. It's been done a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she this is done really well. Um. And yeah, it's it's brutal and heartbreaking. But she gives mm. him the with you have great power, and with and like the great power and great responsibility line, like it almost means more in this one because it's like, well, it doesn't mean more in this one. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> um, it's just like I like now the context in which she's saying it now is like he's just been upstairs with all his science trying to fix them. That's his great power. That's the like that's Peter Parker's power is his um, a his his willingness to help people and be and like his mind what yeah. he can do and like his like his scientific mind that's as much an asset as the fact that you can do a triple back flip but <laughs> yeah but also it's uh one of the things that's addressed in superior spider-man mm. is when you know in comic books otto octavius replaces his brain <laughs> copies his brain into data and replace and overwrites peter parker's brain yeah with it yeah and because so Otto Octavius's brain is essentially in Peter Parker's body and he gets teased and he gets like caught out by one of these like sea level villains and he because he doesn't have the restraint that Peter has and because he doesn't have like the self-control that Peter has he doesn't just web them up and leave them there he beats the fuck out of them yeah like savagely beats them up and he's like this guy's been holding back yeah. like for years yeah yeah. he's like if he'd have i'm like in my he was like i was a normal person yeah a normal if he'd have hit me yeah he would have killed me it's like actually and that's something i think you were going to talk about earlier is the the apartment fight yes because that is like one of the most physical fucking like the way they're throwing each other around in that is Mm. fucking unreal like going through like fucking like green goblin pile driving him through power slams him through floors yeah and it's, then vice versa, and then like he, you can tell like the desperation, like he's hitting him, and you're like, I still think he's holding back. Yeah, but it's like that is one of the most visceral fights since he fought Toby back in two thousand one or yeah. two thousand two. That because that was like brutal. That first fight they had. Yeah, but that that fight then even that was comic booky because of like the swoosh cameras and yeah. stuff. Like this was like close-up fights like two guys yeah. really clutching onto one another like he's he's elbowing him on the top of the head like it's like Mai Tai yeah like yeah fight moves like he's fighting like a spider like yeah. jumping on top of him and like holding on around yeah. his neck and hitting him and and all the while like he's not he's not giving in but he's baiting him to do more yeah and that bit was just fucking brilliant like yeah. and the fact that they managed to evolve the goblin from the green goblin to what this goblin yeah and they like the really smart... he's much more fearsome yeah. he's much more frightening he's much more dangerous and the, yeah they made the brilliant decision straight early on of getting rid of the mask 
Yeah. Because it's like, why would you hide Willem Dafoe's face? Yeah. And also, like, he looks like a green elf, which he does. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'm, we, we could talk all night. We could talk about it all night. And we probably will, it's fucking brilliant. We probably will come back to it. We're um, definitely going to come back to it at some point. But. Yeah. But fucking hell, this has been hyped up massively and it I think it does live up to the hype. It's not without its flaws, but goddamn, if you're a Spider Man fan, this is what you want. And this it's, is brilliant. Yeah, it's all been building up to this. So like Spider Verse in the comics are like Edge of Vault, Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. Like the, the comic series that happened a few years back with Morlin and Co. Uh like again the the villains in that were ancillary to the different variations of the Spider Mans that we'd seen through the years. So we yeah. got you know, it was the intro of, you know, like Spider Punk. There was like Spider UK, like all these variations that we've had over the years were all brought together. Yeah. And it was really fun. And we got like Spider Man, like Japanese Spider Man with his robot, Leo Zyger. And, you know, we got all these different versions all thrown together. Yeah. And it was great. But this did it in film and did exactly yeah. the same. Is it exactly. It's building in on film. That but did it actually did it a little bit better. That's why I want, yeah, I want cinematic, like, even like little things like the music, I noticed. Yeah. There were little yes. little stabs like of the themes. Elfman's. Yeah, Danny Elfman's theme when it's, when it's Peter talking to Otto. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of like Andrew Garfield's music in yeah. there as well. And it's just like all those little things, the things you can do when you're doing exactly what you're saying, when you're bringing in things. And what I hope that means is that they see the success of this and use it for other stuff as well. Yeah. Because I feel like it's what for what I mean is you know the Fox stuff they've acquired, maybe or yeah. or even just the previous versions of other characters that they have. Oh, like the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, like yeah. you know, why not? Like I'm not saying bring them all over and you know stop, but don't discard. This it. isn't Pat Oswalt's filibuster. No, but, but I'm saying, but this is proof that you don't have to discard previous cinematic legacy. You you've got a mechanism within what you do. Yeah. Um, that will allow you to to build on it if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. And like, if it wasn't for the fact that um, they definitively killed off Logan, they could have brought, you know, they could use it to bring in someone like Hugh Jackman yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah. I think, yeah, I think what they're going to do now is like, this is like a refresher. Yeah. So they've, they've cleansed the palette. They've now wiped, like I was saying about like the Stark effect, like Happy's apartment with the Stark fabricator, the fabricator gets destroyed, yeah. the arc reactor gets destroyed. But even like, he can't go back to Happy to ask for Stark tech because Happy doesn't know who he is. No yeah. one knows who he is. He, he literally has nowhere to turn. Yeah. All he can do is what he can do with his own two hands. Yeah. And it's exactly, it's put full Spider-Man. He remembers everything that's come before. We remember everything that comes before, but mm -hmm. no one else does. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's spot on. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the next one. I really want the next one, like right now. Yeah. And I can't believe they've got me to a point where they can still be churning out these Spider-Man films and still get me this excited about what comes next. Yeah. And it's it being just... able to dial back the scale as yeah. well because there's only so much you can do when you fought a big purple alien on yeah. Earth and in space. Yeah. It's like they've had that now. They've got the, we've had the best of both worlds. We've got to see Spider-Man fighting alongside the Avengers. And now we get to see him being the defender of New York and they don't have to contradict. You can have both those things happen. Yeah. And we've had to do some weird comic booky shit, my YP stuff to do it, but it's fine. That's the way it works. Sometimes. That's how it works. That's the universe we live in now. 20 years of universe building in, or, you know, 10 years of universe building in Marvel. That's what it allows you to do is yeah. do stuff like that and fucking bring it on. Um, yeah. I just, all, I'm all out of it. Just him and Daredevil stood on a rooftop kicking some, like taking down some 
mafia guys. Yeah. If he needs help with his suit, Daredevil can send him to his guy. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. Like it's now, it's lowering the stakes a little yeah. bit. Like because that's what I was saying to you before. Like when, like after Endgame. Yeah. I was like, now what? Now what? It's yeah. done. Like you don't get any bigger than that. Yeah. Like that was huge, and you can try and go bigger than that with Eternals, but it doesn't. No. There's there's no stakes to it. No. Because it's Eternals. It's an introduction of stuff, and you just kind of go, okay. Yeah. Like. I'm not being funny, but what 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 order were Eternals and Spider Man supposed to come out? Fuck those. Was Spider Man supposed to come out first? I think so. Yeah, because but also from a timeline perspective, this is set two years ago. Well yeah, because it picks up immediately after, doesn't it? Mm. So it must be yeah, it must be, you're right. And Eternals is set like now. So then there's the Celestial that came out to Mate, see. That... I'd honestly, I'd, I'd, I don't know if I told you, I went to go and see it again last week. Couldn't give a shit about that movie, honestly. Yeah. The second time around, I was just like, I was, I was far too um, lenient on it the first time around. I feel like that mm. is the, the biggest misfire they've had in a while. Just yeah. the arse off me. <laughs> it, well, it just, yeah, it was just like, it's fine. Like everyone in it is good and what you're looking but at even when is you, fine. Yeah, you but... compare it to everything else they put out this year in terms of just pure entertainment value. This... Fucking Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, Black Widow. Yeah. Like, they all they all got Hawkeye. their... Hawkeye. Hawkeye's been great, and I've gone to go and watch the next one. Anyway, we, yeah. <laughs> I've got to eat, and I've got to watch Hawkeye. And then we've got to do an episode of Hawkeye after Christmas. Yes, we do, actually. That's a good point. We should do that, because we've done one for all the other um, series. Yeah. Because... So Hawkeye has retroactively made Black Widow better. I'm going to go watch it. Right. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, no. Shh. I know, I know, obviously, that, but I haven't seen how that's developed yet because I haven't seen that episode that you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Thank you for listening, guys. We've ranted on on this one um, because, yeah, we've just literally got out of the cinema. Um, so thanks for listening. We'll get this out as soon as we can. Um, go see Spider-Man. Enjoy it. Um, don't spoil it on the internet for people. Don't be a cunt. Yeah, come people, on. That's already happening today, which is crazy to me. The fact that it hasn't even come out in the US yet and already people are being arseholes about it. Um, but yeah, don't spoil it. Enjoy Spider-Man. Um, if you don't, yeah, the other thing I guess is that obviously COVID has been a big issue at the moment. If you don't feel safe yeah. and you don't want to go to the cinema, don't feel like you have to. No. Um, but if you feel safe in doing so, you will have a good time watching Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so on that note, we'll leave you there. We will see you on the next episode, uh, which will probably, we're going to put our Matrix rewatch out um, in preparation for the new one. Uh, and then we'll go and see the new Matrix when we get a chance. Yes. So we'll see you on that one. But yeah, Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett, yeah, but that's a series, isn't it? Got... Oh, yeah. So it'll probably be um, Matrix and then Hawkeye. Yep. Will be the next couple of things we talk about. So yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Webs, 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 websy, websy, websy. So wait, so does it just come out of you? <laughs> come on, let's eat a lot of protein. Have you ever had, you know, any, you know, web, web blockage? Web, web blockage? You know, I did. Oh, how come? You know, existential crisis. Oh, don't get me started on those. <laughs> oh, man, I could watch those two riff all day long. It's so fucking good.